0: since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, so we have the car payment, the rent, utilities, and the repair bill. (sighs) What should we do? I know. I'm going to cashnetusa.com. I can apply in minutes, get an instant decision, and if approved, we could have the money in our account as soon as the same business day. When you need money fast, be the hero. Go to cashnetusa.com to apply for the money you need now. The exact timing as to when your loan funds will be available will be determined by your banking institution.
1: We are joined now by Gabriella on this season of Below Deck Sailing Yacht. Gabriella, thank you for joining this bonus episode of Morgan's Pop Talks. How are you?
0: I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and to chat with you, fill the tea. You're on a boat right now. Where are you? I am. I'm in St. Thomas, U.S. Virgin Islands, just you know, living life. <laughs> <laughs>
1: as one does. Um, When I was doing my research on you, I saw that your background in yachting isn't necessarily conventional. Um, You started right before the pandemic hit. Tell us a little bit about that experience and how it got you to where you are now being on below deck sailing yacht.
0: Well, I would say that what a weird time for a career change, right? But I, once I put my mind to something and I'm like, I'm going to do that, I will not stop at any cost, uh, pandemic or no. So although the, as soon as I got my certification courses done, moved to Florida and everything shut down, boats stopped getting chartered, crew was getting fired, I was in a bind. So I went home and was really depressed for a couple of weeks. And then I was like, no, 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 no. I took my CV down to the docks to the marina and introduced myself to the dockmaster and she got me on my first day working job and i just day worked from like march to june and i spoke to a captain that really liked me and really wanted to hire me but he couldn't fly me from california to florida they just weren't flying people around for obvious reasons so he said if you can get yourself to new york i guarantee you'll have a job within a couple weeks so i made some calls i asked if i could crash with a friend and he said absolutely and within 3 days i got my first yachting job on a 142 foot sunseeker as a sole stewardess it just happened so
1: fast was that scary for you or is that kind of how you operate i mean i know you said when you put your mind to something you just do it but i mean moving from florida to new york kind of on a whim for most people would be terrifying <laughs>
0: Uh, that's definitely describes who I am to a T I operate very well under pressure and in chaos. Um, so I went from California to Florida, back to California to New York within, you know, a couple months. I really didn't have any money to be honest. Uh, I, it's just very much who I am. And none of my friends and family would be surprised. Um, because it's not the first time that I'm like, Hey, I'm moving to another country tomorrow and people were like uh oh, all right that's Gabby whatever um so this time but like you know where I'm from yachting isn't very you know abundant and people thought I was going to work on a cruise ship <laughs> and I was just like yeah yeah okay yeah that you know so <laughs> I just made it happen and yeah I got my first job and literally had no idea what I was doing in terms of how yachting works and what the standard was but luckily I had spent the whole first of the year, creating a network of yacht stewardesses and read every book, read every blog, read every website, anything I could find about yachting. So I was really well prepared for what I was walking into. And I had an amazing group of women in the industry supporting me and sending me notes and like schedules and like what I'm supposed to do because My first boat was all men. I was the only female crew member. And I joined during an owner's trip of all him and his best male friends. So it was like, kind of like I had 10 husbands. It (laughs) it made me realize, I don't, I don't think I want to get married. (laughs) But I figured it out. And that, that is 100% the type of person I am. And to be a yachty, you have to have, you have to take initiative and figure shit out you really do. And I I think I have that.
1: So that network that you created, is that how you got into the show? How do you go from, you know, this quick career change to working through the pandemic to ending up on below deck sailing yacht?
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh, that was a long process. Um, I don't know if it was the universe working in my favor, but I started getting a lot of calls um, I don't know if it's because of my social media presence or just my charisma. But, um, no, I was getting calls from other networks to put me on other shows. I got asked to be on Naked It Unafraid. I was like, no, you know, <laughs> not happening. Uh-uh. Um, <laughs> like, there was another, like, Yachty show that was being produced um, that reached out. Uh, 51 Minds reached out to do another show, but not Below Deck. And I was like, why is this all happening at once? But it, it told me in my gut, I'm supposed to be on not only TV. I'm supposed to be on this show because it was just too much of a coincidence. It was serendipity. Um, I had seen the show. I'm a fan of the show. My Below Deck trivia is off the wall. I, if it was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, I would win 100%. Um, So obviously very aware of it um, and working with other yachties. All of them saying don't do the show. It's basically it's social suicide. It's the career ender. I was like, I don't care. Like I'm not worried about it because I have so. If it does somehow, you know, in, interfere with my professional yachting life, I have so many other skills and talents that I can fall back on that I'm just. I, and I know I will figure it out. Um. So it's just it's just kind of bizarre, but I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm doing this. Um, I love this show. Why not?
1: Yeah. Is there anything that, you know, being a super fan, now you're on the show and now, you know, you're filming during a charter. Is there anything in particular that you feel is maybe portrayed differently on TV than it is when you're actually on the yacht experiencing it for yourself?
0: I think that the show is such an accurate depiction of what happens on actual yachts off camera. It just seems a little bit turned up because they have to squeeze so much into a short episode um the only thing i will say that yachties might that watch the show or people that want to get into the industry they're like yeah i want to do that it's we don't get to party on the yacht we don't we don't like that's that's just no you i don't even one time i sat down in the main salon and my chief was like what the fuck are you doing i'm like what like, get your scrawny ass off that couch that's and never do that again Like." You know, we're not even allowed to walk through the main salon to get outside. You have to go around through the galley door and walk outside to get to the deck table. Like, so that's the only thing I would say is not really what we do. Um, But because now I'm filming in COVID, we're in a COVID bubble. We cannot go anywhere. Like, like, like we can't interact with other people. Where else are we going to go? Not to a club like in previous seasons where they got to make out with strangers. Which I'm still angry about, but like, we have to go back to the boat and, and stay healthy and <laughs> healthy and safe. What a funny choice of words. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean, but that's the only thing that's not the same off cameras. You don't use the facilities um, because they belong to the owner of the yacht and we are the crew. So we stay in the crew mess, we stay in our cabins, or we leave the boat. You can't make it up like on real yachts. Sometimes the drama is even juicier than on below deck. And it's like, wow, you guys are really acting like this. And there's not even any cameras around. Like I said, like, I think my whole life before this was just boot camp preparing me for this.
1: Yeah, I mean, because we've seen, you know, a guest in particular be inappropriate towards you this season. And I was so impressed with how you kept your cool. How do you do that? Is it just in the back of your head? You know that it's your, it's your job
0: to essentially keep your cool or is it harder than it looks? Um, I mean, I think I've just been trained for this. My whole life has been like a marathon preparing me for that moment. Apparently as sad as that may sound, because no one needs to be sexually harassed, especially at their place of work in the middle of the sea where they cannot leave. The thing is, is that it wasn't an environment where I could just look at a bouncer and be like, get him out. Or tell someone to go ask themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm proud of the way I carried myself as well. You know, I think you can see how how I recoil like into myself where I'm just so uncomfortable. But I think that I went on autopilot, and just it's an evidence of how much training I've had not to accept any disrespect or harassment, but to handle my and conduct myself well. Um, without deflating our, our primary's ego, but letting him know, don't speak to me like that. I think that is something I've learned working at, at high-end restaurants in New York City, down to dive bars in, in San Diego. And it just all came out in that moment. And I, I'm really, when I watched it back, I was like cringing, like, oh my God, this is so uncomfortable to see, especially in all of the trailers and teasers, just to watch it over and over again. I was just like, well done, Gabby. But also like, damn, dude, really? It, yeah. it, I don't know where it came from, but like I'm on a path of respecting myself and respecting others and you know, raising women up and encouraging women to support each other because uh, I didn't have that growing up. And I just, you know, everyone's a human and everyone fucks up. And honestly, I'm, I'm not going to blame myself, but they were drinking lemon drop martinis from the second they stepped on that boat and I have a heavy pour. I knew how messed up he was. Still didn't deserve the harassment, but and I'm not taking blame. I'm just saying I can be a little compassionate because I have done some shit when I'm drunk that I'm not proud of. Right. That doesn't include sexual harassment, but still right. stuff to be embarrassed about, you know? Yeah.
1: Do you ever worry that guests will see the things you say about them on the show I mean not even just that guy but even like you know this Erica Rose and her husband who's just horrific and everyone's you know talking <laughs> crap about them and their confessionals does that ever cross your mind when you're
0: on charter no. with them at the time no to be honest like I really connected with all of my charter guests even more so than most of the crew. So spoiler alert, um, I have all of their phones. They have mine. They text me, and check in on me all the time. Invite me to their 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 ski lodges in Aspen or to their homes in New York to meet their children. Like I have a very good relationship with all of the charter guests, and the way that we were spoken to and disrespected, like like that, like it doesn't matter how how expensive. This vacation is nobody deserves to be spoken to that way, especially when they're working their asses off for you to have a good time. That's poor. I would never speak to my waiter at Chili's like that. Right. They love Chili so much, apparently. <laughs> and like the way that they continued on on their socials and like Instagram lives and Bash Daisy and Bash Marcos. I was just like, I'm sorry. Are we in a the Twilight them? Like, I'm. I I know what real life is, so I was just really confused and kind of hurt by that because all the rest of their guests had a lovely time and love us, and I still talk to them all the time, so where was the disconnect? I'm not really sure what's going on. So Erica and her husband has never apologized to any of you? No, but all of their friends that were on the charter have. And Erica Rose just started following me on Instagram today. And it's probably because she hasn't seen anything bad I've said about her, or her husband <laughs> online or on the show. I mean, I was—I—I I haven't seen me really talking crap in my confessionals yet. But, like, I said some stuff. So she might block me after the next episode. I don't know. But if you're not self-aware enough to be like, I was kind of a dick. I was just hangry. Half of our party got kicked off. We got grounded a plane. I got escorted off by the US, The air marshals or whatever they're called. Uh, sorry, we had a bad day. Like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you for saying that. But, like, just to come in like a bat out of hell to set this boat on fire and destroy all of our confidence is just not the way to go about it.
1: How hard is it to, you know, serve these people after they act like that? I have to imagine you're just
0: grinning and bearing it through your teeth. Lots of deep sighing. Um, But (laughs) Daisy, the way she handled the omelet situation, like the way he was screaming and berating her and her just like, would you like another one? Like that's an example of a professional and someone that can really keep their cool. Because I think most people would have lost their shit back at them. But then it would be an example of your lack of self-control and professionalism. So um, no, I don't think Daisy ever got an apology or at least I'm acknowledging how awful they treated her, which sucks. Like, you know, like it's insulting to all of our tenure. And I will say it's a red flag. I'm gonna walk up to you and says, I have so much money. I'm going to tip you guys so well. What kind of weird, narcissistic, sociopathic shit is that? I'm sorry not okay.
1: Yeah, that is pretty wild. I want to shift can- to the crew. Is there one crew member who surprised you on how maybe you did or did not get along with them? We can go positive or negative
0: here, whichever way you want. I honestly, actually, because we were cabin mates, and we had so many nights when we were rolling on the floor, cackling, laughing, you know, there's so many times I consoled her when she was crying about whatever. We were so fun together, like in private. I was really surprised to see how she was, the attitude. And maybe I'm just living on another planet, but I didn't really notice it right away. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit shocked to see how much she loathes me when we had so much fun together. And I was just trying to show her what I've been taught in the ways of helping her be better and also to make less work for me. Because if I have to come and read you what you just did or clean up after you, it's making my job harder. And I already have a lot on my plate. So I'm not micromanaging you, honey. I'm helping you be the woman I know you can be. Uh, When it comes to seeing all the shade being thrown at me that I didn't see, I'm just a little shocked by that um, and bummed out because I was really trying to support her and teach her what I've been taught. And I, I hate that that was taken as micromanaging or com- competition because for one thing, I don't compete with other women. So if you're competing with me, you're in the one woman competition, honey, because I'm not even noticing. <laughs> I come from a world of, I have amazing friends and we all gas each other up and hype each other up all the time. So I haven't lived in girl world, mean girl world since high school. So I didn't pick up on it and um, I didn't know that we were in a competition. I was literally just doing my job. So that's disappointing, but it like opened my eyes a bit like, okay, not everyone's on that train yet of being comfortable around strong, independent women and Now I know, but again, I've, I've curated my life where I don't have to worry about women backstabbing me or competing with me or, or trying to cut me down at the knees. Like I just, I was totally unaware of that because I've, I'm so far removed from that world. Do you think it all boils down to the fact
1: that she was jealous that you were second Sue and she was third or is there, there's
0: gotta be something more, right? I think it's all the above, like she says in her, in her interview, like she always has to be the best. So be better, you know, that's all I have to say about that. And like, it could have been anything. I don't know. I think I'm really funny and really good at my job. And, you know, like, I don't have to vie for attention. I just get it. And maybe that bothered her. I don't, I really don't know. I'm still investigating myself on what every time I see an episode, I'm like, wait a minute, what? I, I couldn't speak for her. I don't know. But I will say, you know, we've, we haven't spoken at all. I've never gotten an apology. Like, hey, I, I know that I was a little bit mean to you or defiant. It's just a- X, Y, and Z. I don't know what, what's going on in her mind. or But what I saw on day one was that she was there to make money and to hook up with Gary. She wasn't there there to actually get better at her job or to learn anything or make lifelong friendships it was just apparent while we were unpacking our suitcases when she said oh I hope we don't fall- fight over the same guy and I was like uh, what I don't fight over men <laughs> you know so I that was the red flag but you know I ignored it and the uh, joke's on me I guess So So speaking of Gary,
1: I know we, we haven't really got into it in the season yet, but we do see clips of him, you know, with Daisy. And then with Ashley, who do you think he's more compatible with? I mean, you know, all three of them way better than we do.
0: I don't think he's compatible with either. I love Gary and Daisy's relationship. It's, but it's very, a very maternal on Daisy's end and Gary's a mama's boy. And, uh, you know, I don't know if, if Daisy would be happy with having to raise her boyfriend, you know, and, and but he respects her a lot. They have such a fun dynamic. I love being around the both of them when they're together and in their element together. Um, I think it's, I think it's great. But I don't think he's compatible with neither of them. Ashley's too thirsty. He likes the challenge. Um, he likes, the, he likes the chase. And um, yeah, so neither. Good answer. All right. One more before we wrap up.
1: Who was the most important person to you? And I don't necessarily mean, you know, in the fact of who you have to answer to, but who kind of helped you navigate through this season that you were a bit surprised by? Kelsey.
0: She's such a compassionate person and empathetic and supportive. I don't know how I would have lasted on that boat without her because She's the one you'll see hopefully you guys get to see that I talk to and confide in the most and cry literally cry on her shoulder. And she's just so loving and so accepting of everyone. And um she's a real like she's a gem and and yeah, I couldn't have gotten through it without her for sure.
1: Well, Gabriella, thank you so much for joining this bonus episode of Morgan's Pop Talks. I have loved getting the tea from you. I am jealous that you are someplace very warm and sunny as I sit here in the 25 degree weather, but I just can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy schedule to give the people what they want with this hot tea girlfriend.
0: <laughs> thank you so much for having me and thanks for your time and, and your interest in even hearing my story. I really appreciate it. and It means a lot to me.
1: Everyone is howling about Paws of Fury. It's the most fun comedy of the summer. I am your father. What? No, not. <laughs> Michael
0: Cera. It's showtime. And Samuel L. Jackson. What the mother-father kind of spaniel's going on here? Paws of Fury. Only in theaters this Friday. Ready PG. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags and the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, amazing animal attractions, and this... Coke is summer refreshment, so you can hop on another ride. Like the all-new Sidewinder Safari. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit sixflags.com coke to save up to $20 off passes or daily tickets
1: starting at $39.99.